podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans, by average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 46. I am your host, Justin. I'm Kyle. And I'm John. And we're ready to go. To start off, let's hit, let's, let's, let, 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 let's hit some housekeeping. There is one bit of housekeeping I did not write on here that I'm going to mention now because I keep forgetting it. I failed to mention twice now when discussing the Naked Gun films, the little fun bits in the credits. Okay. Like, did you, did you watch any of the credits when you watched the Naked Gun? The opening credits or the ending credits? No, the end credits. There is still more wonderful little juicy bombs. I didn't. In the closing credits. This things to look forward to. Like they go through like, you know, they go through all the grips. And then the next one is, what is a grip? And then it gives you the definition of the grip of oh, the really? spot and stuff. Yeah. But there's, you know, lots of little fun things in there. Um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, don't shut off the naked gun. And made it all the way through the credits. But anyway, now it's time for another rousing round of... That's because I edited, I edit, I cut it out, and then I I put in the insert that I made, which obviously you guys haven't listened to any of the last episodes that we've done this. You would know that there's a bumper that I've put in now. It goes, has Kyle seen it? It sounds like a squirrel. So that's why I didn't say it. But this is staying in. But I'm going to edit out your has Kyle seen it and add the bumper. Well, now they know it was there. I have to edit that, too. <laughs> Anywho, so, Johnny Boy, what do you have for there, them there? Well, I'm going to go with a movie that I watched this past weekend with Hunter. I kind of 50-50 on this one, but, Justin, do you think Kyle has seen Grumpy Old Men? I think we've already asked them that. Have we? Yes. Okay. I've watched that a few times. Okay, then I'll change it. <laughs> I've watched that a lot. <laughs> has Kyle seen One Crazy Summer? No, probably not. I don't think most people have. I know I have. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. I want my two dollars. Huh? Really? You've never seen that, Kyle? One uh, Crazy Summer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Young Demi Moore, Joel Murray. Um, yeah, no. John Cusack, Bobcat. This looks pretty crazy, but no, I've not. It's, it's it was. I honestly hadn't seen it until this weekend, but it was a good movie. Uh-oh. All right, Justin, what do you got? I don't know. You kind of took mine right there. I was going to go on that because you, <laughs> you had seen it and then you had put it there. Uh, um. So, yeah. No, I have nothing else beyond that. You stole my sound. I, well, like, I don't think he's seen that. I haven't seen Grumpy Old Men or whatever that one was. Yeah, I, I know you haven't. I'm pretty sure we've asked you that before. Yeah. 
And I haven't like watched it. I, I, I watch that probably once every couple of months just because it's on. Yeah. Yeah, me and, me and Hunter oh, watched it this weekend. And he kept saying, oh, look, I could see Pa in there. So. But uh, in sad news, uh, Tom Sizemore passed away on March 3rd. He was 61. I believe he was in bad health. Yeah. Prior, no, he'd been, a couple. Yeah, he had had his own troubles and all that stuff. But, yeah, no, he had been in uh, bad health at the end there. Um. And actually, and follow up to last week was the last week we did God Bless America. <laughs> I was listening to the movie Crip when they interviewed Bobcat Joel and the girl, and a funny story about the baby getting shotgunned. The father of the baby came in and said, "Oh, what are we shooting today?" And Bobcat just looked at him and said, "Your baby." <laughs> And the guy had no idea, and he ended up getting an extra $300 because they were shooting his baby. That's hilarious. That's a good one. <laughs> so, uh yeah, a few other tidbits, but that was the one that stuck out the most to me. That's good. That's good. All right. So, well, a little bit of nostalgia being remade news here. We're getting a the new Ninja Turtles, and they've announced their uh, cast. And uh, I don't know, I I I I think a few of these are fairly spot on. Um, we'll start with the four turtles. Um, this is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Um, so we will have the four turtles portrayed by Micah Avi, Shimon Brown Jr. Nicholas Cantu and Brady Noon. That would be Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Raphael, respectively. I don't know who any of they Neither do I. are. Um, but um, we will get into the rest of the cast, and this is where <laughs> these, some of these are really good. So we got Hannibal Burris as Genghis Frog. That is pretty spot-on casting um, from what you're going to you know, picture in your head for <laughs> you know, a gang is a frog. Um, Rose Byrne as Leatherhead. It, John Cena as Rocksteady, which this is after Seamus played Rocksteady. Yeah. Live action ones there. He's actually um, on TV right now as we speak, John Cena. Okay. There you go. Um, you've got Jackie Chan playing Splinter. Yeah, I can, it's pretty good there. Um, <laughs> Ice Cube as Superfly. Again, spot on. Yep. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty sure that he's probably modeled after him. Um, Natasha Dimitrio as Wingnut. Uh, Io Edibiri as April O'Neil. Uh, here you go, all your Breaking Bad fans. You got Giancarlo Esposito as Baxter, Baxter Stockman. Um, that's, that's a pretty good one. I like that one. Uh, Post Malone as Ray Filet. Meh. This one, though. Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. I think Paul Rudd just fits that perfectly. And then Maya Rudolph as Cynthia Utrum. Utrum. Don't know how to pronounce that one. Um, but that's, that seems like a pretty solid cast, at least for the, uh, 
outline cast characters. Again, don't know anything about the people playing the turtles, but uh, they're all, I searched it up. They're all just like younger actual. Yeah, it's kind of what I figured. Yeah. Um, I, I, from what I've seen, it looks like younger turtles. So yeah, I yeah, think it's cool though for them to cast you know younger people for that, and then make sure like the supporting cast is you know all those good names. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely good way to stacked. Go. Definitely stacked. Um, well, they did release the teaser trailer today, and I know Kyle watched it without sound. I watched <laughs> it with sound, and. I just didn't watch it. it. Donatello has, I believe it's Donatello has glasses. Well, yeah, he's the nerd, so it kind of makes sense. And then the animation, it's not like the TMNT movie that came no, out. No, it's CGI. It's all computer. Well, it doesn't um, even, it's like Spider-Verse kind of. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was, that's what I was trying to think of. Like, it reminded me of the Spider-Verse movie. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what they're going for. Yeah, for very good reason. That made a lot I of money. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I prefer the live action. Well, I I think we all do, but I mean these days. I mean, us older guys prefer. It's the what live you can action. get greenlit, not you know what yeah. everybody wants. Yeah, and I mean it's you know, I feel like nowadays you know, it's so much cheaper to do animation, but it's still it, I I think the animation looks really cool. Um. And so I, I don't know. I, I even without sound, I was definitely into it. And they have squeaky little friggin' pre-teenage voices too. They're teenagers. Oh. That's why. I don't care. Then the name. You got a problem so, with that, <laughs> Mister? So my question is: Is you're this, just jealous? Shut up. Jealous of what? Youth. You're okay. Old. You know what? I'm older just, than you, so. Yeah, Justin's the oldest, so <laughs> shut up, all right? So is this just like abandoning everything else, like the original Force movies? The I mean, two- do you really want to keep rehashing everything, the same thing over and over again? You kind of got to move it on to different stories and different. I don't know. Nightmare on Elm Street did pretty well, just saying. Yeah, when when was the last Nightmare on Elm Street movie that was in continuity? <laughs> when was the last well, one that was good, and it wasn't the one that we destroyed Kyle's psyche with? Yeah. Well, that's because that was a reboot. <laughs> and it was awful. You know what? Okay, I'm going on a rant here. This pisses me off, okay? When they make sequels to movies, you know, and they cast different people, it gets confusing, Okay. Perfect example, Daddy Daycare, Eddie Murphy. Then you go to Daddy Daycare, it's Cuba Gooden Jr. What the hell? Well, I mean, it could be something like, you know, Vin Diesel originally did not ever want to do sequels. That's why after Triple X, he was out. They got somebody else because he said he wasn't going to do And now look at him. Now he's a sequel whore. Now he's fucking 10 deep and loving it. Loving it. Well, so, I don't think this is a sequel at Although all. Although he wasn't in that many, but I'm yeah. just saying. No, so, this isn't a sequel. This is yeah. a this different. Is, but now, if it does version, good, different story, there's going to be different. I mean, it seems like they're pulling out all the stops with all the characters. Well, that's kind of what they do. Yeah. But no shredder. 
That's post credit I mean, scene. I I bet a hundred bucks yeah. on it. It'll be him or Kang. Yeah, they're just trying to. I mean, this I, movie's I wonder, literally made for like kids like that are hunters' age that you know didn't necessarily grow up with them, and then they're like, oh, they're so cool. Like every generation has oh, their own. Great, Daddy, let's go to the toy store and buy Ninja Turtles. Awesome. Yeah, guarantee. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Uncle Kyle can buy them for Christmas and his birthday. So, yes. all right. So, it's coming out in August, I believe they said, right? It said uh, this summer. I don't. I didn't catch a date. But I thought I caught something that said August. Yeah, might be. Well, I'll judge it then. The end of summer, last blast. There you go. But for those of us in Boston, we might be able to go check it out at the Alamo Draft House. I am excited for this. Kyle, are you? Yeah, definitely. I've never been to one. I've always wanted to go. I've tried to convince people to take a six-hour drive just to go see a movie in New York. Yeah. But there, why, why, uh, why, why I, is that so special? I do, that's I, that's the thing I don't get. You can drink in a lot of theaters. It's not so much the drinking, but, like, there's a lot of stories about the Alamo Draft House. Like, if they see you texting, they will throw you out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely a good movie theater brand. Like, is it, it where I remember one time when we were filming in downtown Boston, we like there was an old closed down movie theater in Seaport. Is it going where that one was? Because we were like eating lunch in there. But I don't know if that's the exact spot. The only thing I could put by the photo that I saw was that it's near Kings in the Seaport. Oh, OK, I don't know it where like it was movie... on top of Kings. Yeah, it looked like it said it was coming to the third floor. Oh. Yeah. That's another movie. So, top of Kings. Was it was the theater on top of Kings? I th- it was it might have been because it, it was on like a second or third floor because like it was closed down and we rented it out and like that's where all the background and stuff was so oh, I that, would assume it would be that one. What theater was that? Oh my god! Yeah, um, Odeon. No, no. That's, ArcLight. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what? no idea. Yeah, I don't know. No, that would be cool to have, though. And they do, like, special events and stuff, too, which is always good. Yeah, so I'm kind of, like, looking forward to that. Yeah. And I've heard, like, the food is good, the beer. I went to the AMC Framingham one, which is kind of similar, but I didn't get any food, but, like, it was kind of the same thing. Like they had a full menu, and uh, you know you can order to your seat. But other than that, it was just a standard AMC. So, but I mean that's how it is in the lux levels of the showcase. True, true. The showplace icon. Yeah, yeah, that was that was where we were. Which was right above Kings. Yeah. So, there you go. So yeah, I guess they bought it out. So that's exciting. I'm looking forward how to that. How about that? Kyle ate there before you did. Oh, uh-huh. shit. <laughs> Whatever. I'll probably be there before he is. Who's moving their microphone, Justin? Nope, wasn't me. That's the kids up above me. They just must have just got home. Jesus Christ, it's not like an earthquake. That's the kitchen table. All right. Moving on. There's well, also, um, on. there's an Owen Wilson movie coming out called, like, Paint or something. I think it's, um... 
I there was just the poster so far, but he's playing Bob Ross or like a version of a Bob oh, Ross type Jesus. person. Jesus. So that could be fun. Okay. Yeah, I think it's um, the next month. All right. Uh, Scream Six coming out this week. Yep. Seeing on Thursday. I'll be either seeing it Thursday or Friday. Yeah. So. There's a new Guy Ritchie movie too, but I'm sure we'll get into that later. well speaking of let's get into movies we've watched i'll just go first because i have the shortest list (laughs) although it's kind of funny um so i watched die heart which i only really learned about this week um wrath of man which we'll talk about in a little bit and law-abiding citizen which we'll talk about in a little bit How about you, John boy? All right. So um, I had a light week. Uh, I did realize that they put On Patrol Live on Peacock, so I spent about 30 hours straight watching that this weekend, catching up on old episodes. (laughs) Um, But I I also watched Die Hard. Um, We were discussing before we started – that was like a QB original, but it was interesting. A lot of twists. That was funny. It was funny, and John Travolta, you know. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. You know, <laughs> it was funny seeing him, and um, oh, who's the other guy? Who's the guy that he brought in? Oh, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, when was the last time you seen something he was in? Well, that's hilarious, because he was also in um, Wrath of Man. Yeah. Oh. He's in the new. Like, he's in the new guy. That's movie. crazy. That's funny. Wow. Uh, Big okay. For Josh Hartnett. Yeah, I watched The Quiet. Um, Alicia Cuthbert and Camille Beale. Interesting movie. I I watched. Uh, I forget when it came out, but it, it's definitely if you like like psychological thrillers, that's one of them. Um, Doc Brown Saves the World, which was the opening to the Back to the Future ride at Universal Studios. I purchased the uh, 35th anniversary 4K collection, and that was on it. I thought it was the whole thing from the ride, but it was only the beginning. But, so that was cool. Uh, 30 seconds? No, it was about 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it ties into the other three movies, I, and I, I also watched the first episode of Back to the Future, the cartoon, way before Kyle's time. I watched One Crazy Summer, which we talked about a little bit earlier. What was that? Hmm? Nobody else heard that? Okay, hearing stuff now. I watched, yeah, don't bring up the dolls. Uh, World's Greatest Dad, which I'll talk about in a bit. Grumpy, me and Hunter watched Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men. And then I watched Evelie, and today I watched Law Abiding Citizen, which we'll talk about here in a bit. All right, I watched, over the past two weeks, I saw Cocaine Bear, which was even better than you could ever imagine. Um, I don't know. Hold on. Have you seen The Meth Alligator? Uh, no. 
Okay. Well, apparently I, there's I, a movie coming out called The Meth Alligators. Oh my god. Um, there's <laughs> I, I, I watched Matilda. Um, not Matilda with Danny DeVito. And directed by Danny DeVito, which I didn't know. Yes. That was it. Was really good though. Like, I was kind of shocked because I don't, I don't think I'd ever ever seen it before, but I I loved it. Um, Knock at the Cabin, which is also really good. Um, Ravenous, Creed Three. I watched the first Scream again, and then today I watched Law Abiding Citizen. I apologize for this, but you mentioning Danny DeVito brought me back to remembering that I did watch a, a trailer. I watched a trailer for the Disney Haunted Mansion movie. Oh, that, the trailer's out? Uh, it was on YouTube. is in one of the videos I was scrolling through. Um, but that looks pretty funny. Looks pretty well, I watched it, yeah. Is that live action or is that like cartoon? Yeah, live action. Okay. Danny DeVito is Danny DeVito. Okay. Pretty cool, pretty cool. All right, well, that will lead us into... I'm up the week. Um, let's go with John. Oh wow, he's the odd man out. Tough choice. Yeah, I didn't get the memo that this was a uh, Guy Ritchie week. Um, yeah, but I'm sticking oh. with with my main man, Bobcat. Um, my pick is World's Greatest Dad. When the son of the high school English teacher Lance Clayton, played by Robin Williams, accidentally kills himself. Clayton writes a fake suicide note to evade scandal. At first, uninterest in, uninterested in the death of the. At first, uninterested in the death, the school is taken by the letter after it is published in the school paper. Hoping to claim the literary renown he has always wanted, Lance writes his, writes a diary too. Fame and intrigue follow, and Lance receives the attention he's always wished for, but keeps. Fun- but finds keeping his cool might be easier written than done. Released on August twenty first, August twenty first, two thousand nine. Directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. Goldthwait. You're really getting that Goldthwait sound in the August twenty first. <laughs> hey man, listen. Just because I have a speech impediment doesn't mean you have to make fun of me. Okay. Go ahead. Right, well, we'll go with Kyle because his came out first. Um, yeah, so I did copy Justin, but Guy Ritchie's movie just came out last week and I really want to see it. Um, so I chose The Gentleman. Um, Mickey Pearson is an American ex, expatriate who becomes rich by building a highly profitable marijuana empire in London. So that's Matthew McConaughey. When word gets out that he's looking to cash out of the business, it soon triggers an array of plots and schemes, including bribery and blackmail from shady characters who want to steal his domain. So it came out January 24th, 2020, directed, of course, by Guy Ritchie. And so Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, um, Colin Farrell, um, I believe uh, Hugh Grant as well. Great mm-hmm. cast, uh, really funny, just classic Guy Ritchie. Um, yeah, and I definitely want to rewatch this well, before I see his new movie or after or whatever. But yeah, well, that was a good movie. I think I that might have been one of my picks a few months ago. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, this time I went with because I saw it today. Wrath of Man, uh, mysterious and wild-eyed, a new security guard for a cash truck surprises his coworkers when he unleashes precision skills during a heist. The crew is left wondering who he is and where he came from. Soon the marksman's ultimate motive becomes clear as he takes dramatic and irrevocable steps to settle a score. 
released May 7th, 2021 here in the U.S. And of course, directed by Guy Ritchie. This is Jason Statham. I mean, this is great, great movie. Got Josh Hartnett <laughs> and uh, Scott Eastwood. Um, that, this was fantastic. I hadn't seen it before, but you know, kept up the action. Real thinker, but you yeah. good. Typical guy, Richie. Yeah, definitely in the line of his movies. Are you excited for his new one? You've seen? Have you seen a trailer for that? Uh, I might have. I don't remember. It's Jason Statham again. Uh, yeah. it's Operation Fortune something. But yeah. Ooh, yeah, that looks good. I've seen the trailer for yeah. that. Yeah, I'm going to try to see that this week. I think I probably have. All right, and we are on to the main topic. Law-abiding citizen. We have Clyde Shelton as an honorable family man until the day his wife and daughter are murdered in a home invasion. He hopes for justice, but a rising prosecutor named Nick Rice cuts a deal with one of the killers in exchange for testimony. Ten years later, that man is found dead, and Shelton coolly admits his guilt. Then he hands Rice an ultimatum. Fix the broken legal system or suffer the consequences. This movie was released on October 16th, 2009 and was directed by F. Gary Gray. Its producers are Jared Butler, Kurt Wimmer, Lucas Foster, Robert Katz, Alan Siegel, Mark Gill, and was written by Kurt Wimmer. It's rated R and currently streaming on HBO Max. And, of course, we have Jamie Foxx as Nicholas Nick Rice, Gerard Butler as Clyde Shelton, Viola Davis as Mayor April Henry, Bruce McGill as Jonas Cantrell, Leslie Bibb as Sarah Lowell, Cole Meany as Detective Dunnigan, Regina Hall as Kelly Rice, Michael Kelly as Bray, Michael Irby as Detective Garza, Roger Bart as Brian Brigham, Christian Stolte as Clarence Darby, Gregory Itzen as Warden Iger, Emerald Angel Young as Denise Rice, Annie Corley as Judge Laura Birch, Richard Portnoy as Bill Reynolds, and then Josh Stewart as Rupert Ames. All right. Well, so, I mean, this movie kind of really starts out with a bang. Um, you've got, he opens up with, you know, Gerard Butler sitting there just tinkering around with his daughter. She's making bracelets. When you get the knock at the door, um, he gets up, answers the door. Smashed in the face with a baseball bat. You got Ames and Darby breaking in, tie him up, get him down. And then probably one of the more brutal scenes. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, I was not um, expecting, I, I never seen this before and I was not expecting it. I've never seen it. I thought I had seen this. I had never yeah. seen it before either. And I was not, to start not off wow. first scene. Man, you've the first five it. minutes, like, yeah. you know. Yep. And they you get know. right into it. There's no like, oh, he loves his family. Like it's no. within two like, minutes. Like you clearly tell that from like the first two minutes, you know, yeah, interacting yeah. with his daughter. Yeah, yeah. But, we don't need a whole like ten minutes scene you know, of him doing whatever. These yeah. two clowns come in and you know instantly with the stab. Yeah, got him duct tape. Mm-hmm. He was ready to friggin' rape the wife. And who yep. knows? But like you know, you don't see what he does to the daughter or what happens afterwards. Like. Thank God. And the yeah. 
I feel like the dialogue too, like it's a little cheesy, but I kind of liked it. Like he's he's like, oh, I'm great with kids, and then he gets up and goes, and goes yeah, and like oh, yeah, like kids like love that. me, Fuck. yeah, kids love me. That's what it was. And whatever yeah. he says, mm-hmm. the fate thing too. Yeah, what what what? Well, can't fight him? fate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mhm. I mean, yeah. I mean, clearly, just the lowest of the low. Just you know, I mean. The other guy there, cowering in the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, Ames. Ames. I mean, you 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 feel a little bad for him, but I mean, this this is one of those movies where I got to tell you, um, there's no real clear cut good guy bad guy. Yeah. No. To this one, and it's not even it's not even a who done it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a it's yeah, a howdy done it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I yeah, think, you but, know, to the eyes of many that watch this, it could be that the legal system is the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it clearly is. Because you're kind of like, I mean, I was rooting for both Jamie Foxx and Gerard Butler. Like, oh, yeah. That's the weird thing. It's like, even though they're pitted against each other, like, you're kind of rooting for both of them. I, I wasn't rooting for Jamie Foxx. I, um, <laughs> I don't like him. I didn't like him in this movie yeah. either. Um, but I mean, that you know, yeah, I'm I'm older, but I I've seen this movie a few times, and it always sticks with you. But now, you know, having kids and all that stuff, it's. I wish I knew how to tinker like that and get yeah. revenge like that if somebody did something like that. Let me tell you. Yeah. Because sign me up, I, I I'd be all in for that. Yeah. Well, all you, all you um, gotta do is wait ten years, you know. Yeah, you can learn a lot. Hmm? Well, I kind of I, I, I liked how like unstoppable he was, though. Like I I don't know if we want to get into this later, but like it was just he's like <laughs> the ultimate super hero slash villain. Like he's just so unstoppable, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awesome. And I mean, like, you know, I, and. That that's the thing though. It's it's like you know, at, right after this, you know, they show him <clears throat> talking to the hotshot you know, mm-hmm. prosecutor there, and you know, the prosecutor informing him of the deal, and you know, he he looks like a beaten, broken, defeated man, which he is. I mean, he's mm-hmm. in the deepest depths of it that you can get. Um, and then you know, they give you that little snapshot of him. Shaking hands with Darby, and I mean, I, I got to tell you that that that'd be all it would take for me to go over the edge. Mm-hmm. I how mean, about that? But how about I wanted to kill him. <laughs> yeah, but how about the twist of Darby willing to testify against Ames to get off when it was Darby that fucking did everything? Of, of course he was. He knew that, and that's why yeah. he chose Ames as his partner because he he knew he had. You know the mental capacity of apparently a child. Yeah. Um, and would wouldn't be able to talk his way out of you know getting out of it because you know he's not there to do it. Um, but I mean, and that but that's part of the reason why that that's why I do not root for Jamie Fox in this movie. He enabled it. I cannot root for him. I won't. He let that madman out. You know what I mean? Like, 
he he could have fought it. Like that's 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 the guy. You have the guy who they thought was dead, who can testify against them. Mm-hmm. What jury's yeah. not going to believe him? Yeah, that's, you can say all you yeah. want about passing out and all that. Who's not going to believe the father and husband of the people who just got murdered? in front of his eyes that is seared in your brain you know so in my eyes jamie fox is you know kind of more on that bad guy scale just because he didn't put up any fight to to actually like get justice because that there's no stretch of the imagination you know obviously knowing what we know as a movie viewer to say that there's any justice in that. There's, there isn't. You know, I mean, clearly the wrong guy's getting getting killed in that deal. You know, Jamie Foxx, he kind of flip-flops back and forth. You know, you know, first he's the bad guy, then he's a good guy, bad guy, good guy, bad guy, good guy. You know, and then he's, like, away from his family. And he's always got that stain. But, like, a prime example of him being the good guy is when they delivered the food to the cell. He said one o'clock. The warden was like, we, we decide when. And he was like, no, we need to stick to this timeline. I think that's more or less just, that was just Jamie Foxx realizing this guy's got us by the balls. You do need to, like, he understood it before the warden understood that this guy is 10 steps ahead of us. Yeah. And we'll just come around. We can discuss that power. We'll get get that when we get there. Um, so anyway, they, they make the deal. Darby gets off with a short sentence. Ames gets the death penalty. Clyde walks off into the street after seeing his lawyer shake hands with the guy who killed his family. So, ten years on, and, well, now it's time to execute that death penalty. Um, So, we got... Get uh, the girl there and uh, Nick, you know, discussing everything. You know, he's asking her if she really wants to go, giving her a nice out. Clearly, yeah. she should have taken that out. <laughs> um, but so you know, they got him. You've got Jonas, who's his mentor slash boss. You got her. You got the defense attorney there. All ready to watch Ames get the old shots of what's supposed to be quick and painless. It wasn't shock. It was lethal injection. Shots. I said shots. Oh, shots. I thought you said shots. You know, couple tequilas, you know, no. Um, But But uh, that didn't take long for them. Yeah, it didn't take them long to find out that uh, that is not. Not what he got. Um, so, I mean, this was, I mean, again, it's, it's tough because this was, you know, you've got Ames there basically, you know, telling the truth. I did not kill those people. Um, mm-hmm. and saying that the wrong man's dying. And then, I mean, that was, that can't be a fun way to die. Um, <laughs> I mean, they they get that third 
and then like 10 seconds later he's straight up screaming i mean that's it's understandable anybody watching is gonna be he just wasn't yeah. screaming he was shaking he was fucking yeah, screaming turn his veins popping out yeah the Blood veins like filling up through and then you know when he finishes up his eyes are all you got blood coming out his eyes and Clearly, that didn't go right. Yeah. Nope. I mean, he, he definitely had it well compared to um, Derby. Yeah. Derby, yeah. Mm-hmm. Derby. But, I mean, you know, the, the systems that would have to be, you know, broken into, which we later find out, you know, he hacks into the mm-hmm. shipping and all that stuff. It's, you know, holes like that makes it, you know. It's you know, now we've got all these. You don't even need to hack them. You can just they just send in trainfuls of this shit around the country and having a yeah. crash and you scoop it off the trail side. But I mean, what did you think of that most wonderfully horrific death? I already that thought was- like, um, like it's just you know the death penalty. Like, no, I mean besides that, just the way they're going about it, it seems so like weird. Because it's like this long, drawn out process, and obviously it took ten years to even get here. So I think I feel like the movie's even trying to point at that, being like, "Hey, this is weird," and then this is just making it worse. Obviously, that he's dying really painfully, but just the fact that they're sitting there and watching, oh, it was it was also weird I mean, to me. But. You got to figure. I mean, that's a tough thing because yes, this person's been sentenced to die, but by our laws, they have to have a chance to appeal and all yeah, that yeah. shit. So, I mean, that's going to take 10 years. Yeah, that's true. You know, if he's got Especially a lawyer worth any salt, you know. Yeah, and yeah. he's actually innocent. Like, yeah. we actually know for a fact he's innocent. And, I mean, you know, that's just another way that government and criminal justice system comes in and screws with the little man. Yeah. But, you know, what about you, John? What were your feelings on that lovely, lovely? I, I was I was sitting in a chair at work when I was watching it, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" They were like, "What?" what you I can't believe you haven't seen this wonderful one. I thought I had. I thought I. I love it. This it must have been something else, but you know, I, you know, when I started, I was like, "Okay, let's see how this," and then like instantly, the, the killings, and then it goes into that, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" And then it goes into the next scene with Darby. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, after after that, you you know, you're introduced to uh, Detective Dunnigan and Detective Garza there. And I mean, Dunnigan, that guy who's the same guy from, um, oh crap, I just blanked on the goddamn Breaking Bad. Conair, Conair, oh, Conair. Um, the guy from Conair, great cop in Conair too. Um, but, you know, cuts out to them and, you know, they immediately, they suspect Darby, obviously, for being, you know, the partner in crime. Yeah. Um, which then we cut over to a lovely little scene. Well, actually, what we forgot to mention was after the, um, lethal injection, they find the bottle with the, uh, don't. Oh, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yep. And okay. Darby can't fight, had, fate. Yep. can't fight fate. And Darby had said that. To Nick in the courtroom. Yep, I forgot that part. Yep. So that's what instantly led to Darby. So they thought. Yes. Um. So they cut to lovely little scene of Darby sniffing a little line of the 
Peruvian patty dust off a mirror and uh he gets a phone call. Voice on the phone, tells him to look out his window, you know, basically explaining to him that you've got three strikes when they come through the door and find the coke and all that in your apartment. Cops and the gun. Coming, so yep, and the gun. And so he books it out, he's running across, he takes a couple shots at the uh cop cars as he's running out. Headed across some rooftops, get another phone call. Tells them to head towards, you know, those factories or warehouses there. Abandoned factories, yeah. Yeah, comes across a police car where the guy on the phone tells him that he tased the cop because he's interested in keeping him out of jail. Which, I mean, this is one of those little, it's a stretch. Like, it's tough because, yeah, I get that you'd probably trust him because... He told you, you know, he called you as the fucking cops are coming down the goddamn road. Told you to wipe um, the prints off the gun and throw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, told you all. They did that all running across the rooftop. So, I mean, you know, how do you trust this? But he does. He goes, takes said cop hostage, drives him out to some, you know, abandoned area off the highway there. And, well, he's, he's going to execute him. Until the cop, you know, starts pleading for his wife and child, and the phone rings again. I mean, what you you you're seeing this for the first time? What's going through your guys' mind? Um, seeing well, this? when they didn't show the cop's face, I was like, oh, it's definitely Gerard Butler. Um, then I loved like his disguise reveal. Like that just added to me because he, like I said, he's like a super villain and he's great at it. So like. Him doing disguise and stuff also feels kind of goofy, but I, I I loved it. Yeah, um, when he first got in the cop car, I was like, okay, that's weird. I I missed the part about the tasering, and I was like, why is this cop like sleeping when it? And then he he leaves with the cop car going the other way, while all the other cop cars are going the opposite way to his apartment, and then. When he said, well, I'll never see my wife and daughter again, it kind of, like, clicked, like, okay. And then he pulls out the phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reveal, yeah, he just stands up and just pulls the hair off, and the guy, you can hear it click. And he starts explaining that he's just been ex- injected with, you know, whatever. I don't remember the name of the poison um, from, you know, the ladder of a puffer fish or whatever it was and that I mean this reveal here fucking genius was a goddamn masterpiece it was everything you'd want it to be if you could plan it out for years which he had time to do I mean that that chef's kiss for that I mean just to sit there and say you know this is in your system. It's gonna, it's gonna shut you down. It paralyzes you, but you can feel everything. Yeah. I mean, God, that that wonderful. wonderful. And Darby was so predictable, knowing that the minute he got in the car, he was gonna grab that gun. Of course. I mean. You're you know. running from the cops and you're getting into a car where a cop's been knocked out. Yep, that's going to be the first thing you grab. But so <clears throat> after that, 
wonderful little reveal. We will head to the lovely little warehouse setup. Um, yeah, I'm lost on here. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, they takes him to a warehouse where we've got Darby tied down to a table and just a, a, a terrible little assortment of tools are laid out before him. This, which, oh, go ahead. Which we find out the exact details of what he used to cut off what parts later yeah. on in the movie. I mean, he's got everything covered. Yeah. This, uh, I think this beats a lot, a lot of saw traps, <laughs> especially by the time the mirror comes down. It's like the, the worst torture ever. Like, saw traps are much easier than what this guy went through, 100%. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, and I mean, you know, a saw trap, you, you, no matter how rigged it is, you know, there's, there's always that slight yeah. chance you're getting out. Yeah, this guy There's no not. chance. No. no, there's no. And I mean, he, he, he pins his tongue up so he can't swallow his tongue, cuts his eyelids off so he can't close his eyes and not see it. <laughs> Oh man! And even like the adrenaline, so he doesn't fall, like doesn't pass out. Yeah. Oh man! I Th- this, mean, this at this point in the movie, like this is when I was like, oh, this is not not what you thought it was going to be, was not it? At all. No, no yeah. definitely not. That's why I love this movie. And uh, <laughs> Gerard Gerard Butler was so good at acting like like psycho, but like controlled. He was so so good at it. And I yes. mean, this guy's sitting here, and he holds a razor knife to his face, and he says, "This is what I'm going to use to cut off your penis." Mm-hmm. And now I can only imagine—I didn't get to see this in theaters, but I—I w- I, would have stood up and cheered in the <laughs> middle of the theater. I bet you stood up like, and cheered when you watched this at you. home. This is. This is what this guy deserves. This guy's going to get everything he deserves and more. Mm-hmm. And I am here for it. I mean, this guy is about to just literally rip this guy apart. Yeah. And I've, like I said, I've seen this a number of times. And every time I'm always rooting for Gerard Butler in this mm-hmm. scene. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was... mean, I can't. I can't not. Part of me too, like you know, the build up to it. I was like, are they gonna sh- like, are they gonna show <laughs> him doing it? And like, I they, forgot they how don't necessarily showed. Yeah, <laughs> they don't necessarily, but you still, you know, they, when the police go there, you you see, yeah. you know, his limbless corpse and like some body I mean, parts strewn around. Just, just that when they find him, like that scene where they first go to it, and it's just the bucket, and there's just the dripping blood everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that, like, that came on and that kind of really caught me off guard quick and kind of turned my stomach a little bit. But, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> so, he goes through all that, videotapes the whole thing, puts the mask down. And he gets found. Darby gets found. Which then, 
you know, leads them to, you know, well, who's obviously going to go after Darby and Ames. You know, they figure out, you know, obviously it's the father there. They go through all his, you know, purchases or whatever it was that they, you know, backtrack to get him and all that. And they find him at his farmhouse sitting there tinkering on one of uh, little Da Vinci's flying machine. Um, and he lets basically lets himself get captured. Strips himself completely naked as he hears the cops coming. Hands up, ready to go when they bust down the door. Where? Well, I mean, come on. Uh, Unprofessional. Totally. But anyway, he'll hear about this when he's editing. Um, (laughs) I did. um, (laughs) Like I said, there's so many weird, funny moments in this because like when he strips naked <laughs> like you're also like what <laughs> like what is going on um and i mean just, i get that so that's, moments like that i think that again that's that's a little bit of a of a a, a a tell on his stance as to where the justice system is that he's like you know i'm not going to give them any chance or any thought or any you know iterance of I am armed. I'm going to do yeah. something stupid, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And I get like, that. Everything he does in the movie is so like, yeah, like it's so planned out, so yeah. meticulous. It's it's wonderful. So that leads to him having a nice little sit down conversation with our lovely lawyer Nick here. Was that, before, was that before or after the courtroom scene? Which courtroom scene? When he, when the, um, the bail, the bail. That's, hit. that's after. after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just up to, so, um, you've got, you know, Nick comes in. It's just him and detective. I forgot his name. Done again. Sitting there in the, this weird interview room that's that that Age. that little room cage there thing there was just a little bit too too weird for me it seemed a little too convenient that they had this gigantic freaking like stadium interview room but anyway um you got them sitting there and basically nick thinks he's got a slam dunk he asks him you know did you kill you know darby and he says well i wanted to kill him you know, I wanted to kill Ames. Do they both deserve to die? Yeah, they both deserve, you know, he leads them on a little bit and Nick thinks he has his. But never admitting confession. to it. Right. He thinks he has his confession until, you know, he's walking out and he says, hey, you know, you're the deal maker. He's like, well, you know, this is a slam dunk. You just confessed. And he says, well, did I actually confess? You know, he's like, I thought about, you know, they deserve to die. Yes. I mean, those people clearly. Nobody's going to argue with him that those people deserve to die. You know, nobody would blame him for planning it out in his mind hundreds of times and all that stuff. So, um, but he asked for, you know, a deal because, you know, that's, he knows that that's what this lawyer is good for. I mean, it's the plea deal. 
I mean, what, what, did you guys expect him to ask for something so? No. I mean, where did you really think this was going at this point? Yeah, at this, I, I, I had no idea what he's, when he asked for the match, he says, like, okay, I have no idea where this is going. Um, that was a new one. I've never heard that asked for. Yeah. And I think it was funny when they were bringing it in. Same thing happens later with the food, but all the inmates are like, where's mine, huh? Like, they're screaming uh-huh. at the yeah. guard carrying the matches. Yeah, and they're screaming. Yeah. yeah. Or when they, you know, they, they bring it to him and they're up the, the, his, you know, bunk mate there kind of turns in with him. Was, nice bed. It's a, <laughs> it's a single. I mean, you know, and, you know, the warden points out, you know, in in a building full of have-nots, you don't want to be the one who has. Very true. Makes sense. Makes sense. Sorry. So, gets his bed. And he's in there. So now this, I believe, is where we have the bail hearing. Mm-hmm. I think this is in here. <laughs> so, I mean, it's mentioned, you know, through in in the interview that he's he's representing himself. Um. So, but that's but also got, that's also based off of the um, all the law books that they found when they were searching his house. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's representing himself and Nick lays out, you know, he's a flight risk and all that stuff. So he gets his chance to speak and he stands up and I mean, he goes off on what can only be described as a perfect little legal tirade, you know, giving out a few, you know, case examples and all that stuff of exactly why he shouldn't held without bail and all that stuff and leads the judge to agree with him. Which again, I mean at that point I'm still rooting for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was playing this system. for the first time. You know, yeah. It's like That's God what damn, it was. he's going to get him. That's, you know, you're thinking at this point, it's like, God damn, he's going to get them to let him out and continue doing this stuff. <laughs> and then he flips the switch. And then he starts insulting the judge and, <laughs> you know, this is exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Why are you asking, why, why do I, I spew a couple little bits of legal jargon and you're just going to let me go. Like I just brutally ripped apart some dude in a warehouse, <laughs> you know, without actually saying that, you know. Um, so, I mean. It's brilliant, and it, it, it it's a brilliant point. You know what I mean? Because you, you're you're sitting here just watching a movie, and I'm I mean, again, I'm sitting here rooting for him. Because I'm sorry, but at that at that point, he's only killed the two people. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody putting him away for those two murders. He would do no time. Yeah. Maybe for the way he did it, but. <laughs> But nobody blamed him. I mean, if he just went and did it, you know, there's nothing to it. So, I mean, <laughs> what, what, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, um, what, what were your th- thoughts sitting here watching this as he's just 
giving uh, a judge a what for. I was blown away. Yeah. I, I was like, I can't believe they're going to let him go. And then he starts on the judge. And it's like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, never mind. No, yeah, he just blew that yeah. chance. Yeah, that's kind of when I was, was turning into the feeling. I was like, literally, every, he knows everything that's going on at, at all times. Like, he's everybody's in the palm of his, his hands. Yeah, he's the puppet master. He has yeah. all the pieces. He, you know, he's pulling the strings, and he's getting everything that he expected to happen happens. And, I mean, at, at this point, we're not all that far into this movie. Yeah, no, and he's already, you know, torn a guy into twenty-three pieces. Managed to rig a heavily guarded federal, you know, center, detention center, um, and he's been. But up to this point, he's been out. You know, he hasn't been incarcerated up until, you know, now you got maybe a day or two, whatever. Um, so, um, where, whereabouts did we? So, so they, get, we... they get him back into the prison. And now, the you know, they're basically onto the schedule where he's he's getting interviewed again. And he wants to make another deal. And now he's. You know, they 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 go back and forth. Basically, he gives him his confession. He 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 gives him what he asked for. The deal was a bed for the confession. He confesses to killing Darby. And again, Nick gets up and walks away. And as Nick gets up and walks away, he asks for another deal. He mm-hmm. goes, you know, for me, what if, what if I have something else to confess? Is there another deal? A deal deal for confession. And, you know, Nick, not thinking anything of it, says, you know, you need to have information. And he says, well, you might want to take that up with, um, you know, the defense attorney there for Darby. Which starts the frantic search. Mm -hmm. They get a hold of his wife. Wife hasn't seen him in three days. But you forgot the important part. What what he wanted for the deal? Del Frisco steak. Oh, yeah. He wants, you know, the steak. The macaroni and cheese and asparagus. T-bone steak. T-bone. And we forgot that. In the middle of all this, he sent the tape of him killing Darby to the to uh, Nick's wife. the lawyer's home. So his daughter saw it. But so he, he asked for a steak meal from Del Frisco's, all the things. He asked for it to be delivered in his cell at one o'clock if they want to get this defense attorney alive. So mm-hmm. they're gonna give him his deal, but the warden kind of tampers with it, makes it a little bit late. Nick knows not to do this, brings up the fact that it's supposed to be there at one o'clock. Warden decides to mess with it. So it gets there late. He gets his meal. Tells them where to find said defense attorney. Mm-hmm. Gave him the coordinates. Gave him the coordinates. So they helicopter out there. How about this one? What you guys think of this one? That was a... You know, once they realized that the guy was missing, 
and then he gives them the coordinates, and they're eight minutes late. Could have saved them, but that yeah. was that was the fucking warden. He, uh, you know, he really fucked that up. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was getting kind of like seven vibes at this point. Like this scene just reminded me of seven a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like just the elaborate kind of torture people are going through. But he's got it, you know, measured out. So as yeah. you know, had what? they not dicked around, he'd have been fine. Yep. But it was all part of the plan. They always dick him around. So they get out there, they find that. Meanwhile, he's sitting down having a nice little meal with his cellmate, chatting it up, talking about all his, all his women's back home and listening to the music on the, the iPod there when he just goes ham with that T-bone bone and stabs the cellmate in the neck, just drenching everything in blood. <laughs> and then he just calmly, once again, gets in his bed and lays down. Warden comes and he says, I think I need a shower. <laughs> I mean, that was, again, not, I mean, I guess that would have been about the extent what you would have expected from this movie. Not seeing it, you know, coming in that death there. Just a whole lot of blood, but so this was probably his least vicious. Yeah. Because I mean, locking some dude basically in a refrigerator in the ground with so much air, that's pretty fucking vicious. Um, But this was just means to an end. I can tell you, I'm not going to kill no wife and daughter anytime soon. No, no, definitely don't pick the wrong one. Yeah. I mean, gosh. So that gets him moved to solitary confinement. This was the biggest fucking plot twist of them all. Yeah. I mean. Him also, like, him killing the roommate was so sudden and brutal, too. So now you're like, is he just angry? Like, was this, like, his first misstep where he's just like, I've had enough of this? But, of course, it was not. But there's so many things that he planned that could have gone the opposite direction. I mean, but here's the thing. So at this point, he's in prison. Everybody he has set up to be killed, as far as we can tell, that's been done. You're thinking at this point, what else can he really do? Mm-hmm. So his next deal, I mean, his next deal is basically he tells Nick, either you release me by 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, drop all charges, or I'm killing everybody. And, I mean, Nick then wrangles up all his lawyers, gets them all to the prison, which, I mean, you're watching this, having not seen it before, but once you know, I mean, basically just pulling them in a little bit closer, um, <laughs> making it easier. Um, and they all camp out there till six o'clock in the morning trying to go over, you know, how they're going to get them when the female, uh, 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 DA there, what's her name? Sarah, right? Uh, yeah, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. Um, mentions, you know, some backdoor to the law about, you know, you can get his, you could tell how much he spent 
Chris corporate expenses. You just can't tell where it went and all that stuff. Yeah. So she goes in that little spell, but six o'clock comes. Sigh of relief. They're all alive. They're all in the same room together. So yeah, why wouldn't they be? Mm-hmm. So it's, he lets them all go. Go home, take a couple hours off and comes back. And they're outside. He's talking to Jonas, walking away. Have a great day. And then cars start. And then cars start blowing up. I mean, this one, again, not real vicious. But, I mean, at this point, you're thinking, I mean, he's in prison. How the fuck did he kill these people? For, for a second, I thought it was um the, like, Nick's assistant. Um like right before the scene, I was like, "Oh, maybe, maybe it's her," because she starts talking to him about like making different decisions or whatever. But then, you know, she quickly blows up. And I was like, "Oh, guess it wasn't her." I mean, yeah. that, that scene where right before she blows up, they cut to her in the car, mm-hmm. and she just gives that little. I mean, that's. Can you shut that stupid crap off? <laughs> that that was a that's a fairly tough scene to watch because it's just like you're sitting there and you're just like, oh crap, that that's it, she's done. I mean, yeah. she's looking at her final seconds. I mean, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and I mean, she's kind of she's tough because she didn't really play a part in this. She's just kind of an assistant. But he knew it was going to affect Nick. Yeah, I know, but still. So she's she's kind of the one you kind of feel feel bad about. Yeah, is what I'm getting at. The look on her face, like when she knew it was coming, yeah. like mm-hmm. felt nothing but uh, sympathy for her. You know, she she I mean, could have tried harder to get out of the car. Well, I think that's the thing is, I well, think she had a car next to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the doors would lock, so you weren't Probably. getting out. He had that plan. Come on now. Paying attention. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got just cars on fire everywhere. Which brings us to Sarah's funeral. After a hearty talk with the mayor. I forgot about the hearty talk with the mayor. Who's basically telling them, why the hell is he even still alive? She's basically telling them to kill him. Yeah, put the city on lockdown. <laughs> I mean, she wants to put the city on lockdown. She, I mean, and I, I get it. She's like, this guy, this is one man. He's in prison. We know who he is. We know where he is. he is. We have him, and we can't stop him. I mean, how do you have, I mean, can you imagine having that conversation with your boss over something at work? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know what the problem is. I know who's causing the problem. I can't figure out how to stop them from doing it. I mean. <laughs> but, I mean, that funeral scene, when that little fucking robot started rolling around, that I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Little quick EMP. Boop. And then he shuts down the fucking cars. Yeah, hits it with the EMP. Boop. And then just blows it to holy hell. I didn't even realize before, like I noticed today, that that, that vehicle blows in half. Yeah. <laughs> Opens up like a drawbridge. Yeah. Again, that that wasn't 
vicious. I mean, that was pretty brutal. Um, but fairly quick. He had a few minutes of pain getting full of holes with a machine gun. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, at that point, clearly Nick and, and the officer there, they realized that they're pretty well screwed. Yeah. Something's up. But I mean, what is it? you know, at that point, like, like, I can't even imagine. I don't even know what that, what he'd be thinking. I mean, the guy's in prison. They know, again, he, how yeah. is he doing this? Mm-hmm. So that's not something that you can set up that he could have set up before going to prison. You know what I mean? Like he would not have no way to know that he's going to kill this person and they're going to be buried at this place. So I get to set up this, you know what I mean? So I mm-hmm. mean, at this, that, that death is kind of the one that really has you like, how the fuck is he doing this? Yeah. Cause I mean, even the cars, yeah, that could have been rigged before he could taken it. Yeah. And like, he had all those people. Even at this point, you're still like, is there an assistant or like what actually is going on? Yeah. Have they not introduced us to somebody yet? Yeah. Like, or is, is there, it somehow like, like, is his daughter still alive somewhere? <laughs> that crossed my, <laughs> that crossed my mind for like a second. <laughs> Yeah, because you, you got to think, like, they don't show who died. Like, they didn't yeah. show them dying in the beginning. And, but they didn't mention that she was dead. Yeah, but there could have been ways to fake around it, you know? like Yeah, I know. But they didn't, and I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, I mean, they, they, they even go to him at the prison and essentially drag him outside, to outside the gate. And, and beat the shit out just, of him. Just assault him. Yeah. And he tells them, and again, another little masterpiece. He's like, this is going to be biblical when I bring this down in your head. And again, at that point, my love for him is just so <laughs> still going strong. I'm still going, come on, Gerard. Yeah. You can goddamn kill man, this Justin. motherfucker. You're a I was sick not, man. I'm with him. I'm with him. I, I, I still, I have to pull for Clyde at this point. It's still, I'm still pulling for Clyde. Clyde. I'm honestly, I'm still mad that Jamie Foxx survives this movie. I don't think he, his character did not deserve to survive this movie. No. I'm sorry, but he didn't. But, well, no. So, I think, go ahead. No, you can, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, now they get that. Insider tip. Yeah, so he's going through the girl's laptop when he when she receives an email from her then boyfriend Chester there. You know, basically that has his financial purchases. He goes through, cross references them. I gotta ask you guys. I mean what did you think about this big reveal? About where this warehouse was located? I was like, because they get out and they're immediately like, oh my god. I was like, is there like a sign on it that's something like personal towards Nick? But like, I I, I like laughed when they panned up to the prison. It's just so like diabolical almost. Like how he just gets away with everything. Yeah, and then to find the fucking tunnel. 
Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, nobody noticed this shit was going on underneath the fucking jail? How would you? Well, first of all, you're cutting a hole in the fucking side of the solitary confinement. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that, that, that part little bit tough because it's obviously solid brick but i mean most of it the tunnels totally could do that without ever getting caught what if he got put in a different cell that's why he had a tunnel to every single one of them oh did you yeah. miss that part I mean, yeah, oh I yeah there was a there was a hole cut in the ceiling for every single one of the cells it didn't mm. matter which one you owned what the in. fuck that's how far ahead he planned well he did a fucking hell of a job and I mean, when 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 they they show you this, I mean, at this point, you're just like, my God. I mean, we did miss the um, the covert um, the meeting with someone who used to work with them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when when you see just how really prepared he was. <laughs> Again, it just, bravo, bravo to him. Definitely, he definitely thought this through. Mm -hmm. Oh, so he might have died at the end, but I think he won. Oh, he definitely won. But I mean, at the same time, he didn't because Nick is still alive. Um, But (laughs) so his 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 final thing is he's going to set this bomb underneath this meeting with the mayor and basically every single head of law enforcement in their state. Mm -hmm. And they've, they've caught him. They've, they've, they've seen it. They figured it out. They go to the floor below. They find his bomb. And then, you know, they open it up. They see how it's rigged. I, I, for one, am of the opinion that if he was that well prepared, the second that guy drilled into the side of that thing, it would have gone off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of what I was expecting. That is kind of my big letdown to the thing is that if he was that prepared, he's prepared for somebody to find this. You know my question I mean? is, where the fuck were the guys that were supposed to be watching him in solitary confinement? Don't they check on him every hour? Well, if he's sleeping at night and he only goes out at night, I mean... Yeah, he had, like, the pillows enough, under it, so it kind of looked like there was somebody sleeping. But you still do checks, damn it. They were afraid yeah. of him. I mean... That's understandable. Yeah, they probably have very distinct orders. Not to ever fucking open that door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, I I I foresee it, it. It should have ended there, but it doesn't. He gets out, makes his mad dash back. Cops have it staked out. They inform the guys, and the part I don't get is he must have spent a long time in that shop getting himself prepared to go back because they had time to race back get him into the prison get him into his cell 
and get that bomb back under his bed, which obviously you don't know about until he comes back through that bathroom wall. Yeah. And mm-hmm. finds Nick in his cell already. Yeah. And I mean that again, that 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 small detail kind of throws me a little bit. I think he would have been back in that cell a little bit faster than Nick. But he could have been he could have been off oh. doing something else leading to the next thing, you know. Well, that was the thing, though. That was supposed to be his last hurrah. Because Nick should have been, been at more. that meeting. Oh, yeah. Nick was supposed to be at that meeting, too. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be his big, everybody's done, everybody's dead. Um, yeah. So. I do feel like I wish, um, like, there was something more specific for Nick. Just because, like, you know, he's had so many elaborate things, you would figure... And it yeah. clearly pitted against Nick, like there was actually specific trap or whatever he had for Nick. That was like one of the things I was, the ending felt a little bit rushed because I wanted there to be like something like that. Yeah. But in the end, they lock him in. He sends the phone call, bomb goes off. Mm-hmm. He dead. Wrong guy's dead. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx lives again. And finally decides to go to a recital. Is that what it would take to get you to go to one of your kids' things? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, he missed yes. all the other ones because of this guy, so, you know. Yeah, I mean. It's right, well, rightfully so that he goes. Again, he caused it. Yeah, he did. So, <laughs> I mean, but that, I mean, what did you guys think about this what, what was your honest beliefs on this one? It's not what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah not at all. Like, the twists and turns, like... And, like, how brutal it is at some points. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, I mean, some of the shit, like, the gun in the, the cemetery, the fucking things that came out of the gun, like, how fucking sick and twisted are you to, do like, have this shit prepared, like... This guy, like, I can only imagine, I can only imagine what it's like to lose, you know, your wife or your child. Like, you know, if something ever happened to, like, Hunter, I'd probably do the same fucking thing, and I'm sure you would for Jam, Cam, and Sam, and I'm sure you would for Jake, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, but it's like, you know, Fucking, my mind was blown. Like, after it ended, I was like, telling, I was like, you, you ever seen this movie? They're like, no. I was like, you gotta, you, you gotta go watch it. It's fucking, you like a twist? Go watch this movie. You fucking, you'll love it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I've, I've watched this a lot, but I can remember my first time watching this and just, I loved it. I mean, this, this, this movie was, Right up my alley. I love yeah. this movie. <laughs> I was wondering why you, like, the minute you watched it, you were like, my next movie we're, we're going to cover on my week is Laura Biden's season. I was like, I, I'm, I, I don't even know what movie I was thinking of, but I was like, why the fuck is he so into this all of a sudden? Yeah. I think I was thinking of one with Denzel, maybe. That's what I kept thinking of. And then when I searched Like I Safe like, House. Oh. I, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Safe House. And. Oh, oh, definitely not that. And I was like, you know, I own this movie. I don't. I, don't, I think I've seen it once. And I'm honest, I ain't never fucking seen this. This thing is awesome. 
It is a great movie. I love this movie. I mean, but I mean, overall, you know, just give us a little bit about, you know, how you felt about, you know, this whole, the whole settings of it. I mean, I, I, again, I, the only thing that was really kind of just felt overproduced to me was that interview room. That seemed a little bit, that was the only thing that was kind of out of place for me. Um, everything else kind of just fit. Yeah. It was, it was kind of reminded me of the octagon. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which I mean, once, yeah, you, once we wrap this of, up, we can have a little discussion about something that happened over the weekend. Okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, I guess you can kind of say that maybe that was their way to kind of make it feel like it was a real true, you know, using your setting as, you know, to make you feel like you were in a real battle, to make you feel like you were seeing two, you know, Titans of the Coliseum going head to head. Which, and yeah, then, sure, but I still, it felt out of place for me. Every time he ended up back in that room, he had on more chains and more handcuffs. Like, yeah. you know, and it was funny seeing that progression as you go throughout the movie. Yeah, because on the last one when he was in there for the... Um, it was around his neck and friggin'. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. What was y'all favorite's kill? I, I think when he killed his... uh his cellmate. It was just so sudden and brutal. Yeah. And like you hadn't really seen him like get down. Like you didn't see him cut up the guy before, but this like you saw him kill kill his cellmate. There's no, no doubt my, about it. Darby is my favorite kill because he fucking deserved it. <laughs> and we forgot to mention the scene when he when he gives the cop back his car. Thanks oh, yeah. Me, bro. oh yeah. He was in the trunk. <laughs> what the fuck? Like. <laughs> Eh, to be an accessory to murder and not even know it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how about the length of this one? Good Did you that. even notice the length? No, I didn't. It yeah. was like an hour and 40 minutes. And no, I did not. Yeah. Definitely. This shit yeah. fucking this, flew by because I was so into it. Just one of those movies that is just before you blink and it's gone. And you, you're so far into it, it just feels... Right. It doesn't feel slow. Doesn't feel long. It's just there. Alrighty. How about our recommendations? We got recommendation. You recommend this movie? Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. See, apparently I picked a banger. <laughs> I honestly, I feel like this is like kind of a more well done of Righteous Kill. Like they're kind of similar in ways. Um, like yeah, like I mean, similar was, plot lines. Yeah, but yeah. In a way, he's getting yeah, both getting back in the system, and yeah, I get that. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Good callback. Look at you, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> well, you put here that apparently in July 2022 there was a sequel was greenlit, but there's no yeah. further info. Yeah, Gerard so, Butler had said that uh, he's coming back as a producer. Um, I'll I'll yeah. dig deeper, see if I can find any more information on it. But I don't even understand what a sequel would look like. It would it's just a, be similar idea, but different, completely oh, different yeah. story, different True. characters. It just you could you could basically just you know call it Law Abiding Citizen Two and just slap anybody in there and just well, that's what they do with as long as it has. 
Yeah, as long as it has the same general, you know, fuck the system mm-hmm. style yeah. of revenge, I think it'd be okay. I mean, if if it involves killing a kid again, I'm all for it. <laughs> um, let's kill some more kid killers. I'm good for yeah. it. Um, so how about ratings? What do we give this rating? Looks like Kyle's rating is pi. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Kyle? Kyle? I will <laughs> give it a 3.8. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I give it a four and a half. Yep. I see. I, I give this one a five. I love this movie. This, this has extreme rewatch value to me. I love the story. I love everything about it. It's a great movie. I give this one. A nice solid five. One of my favorite movies. Uh, IMDb says 7.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 26%. Wow, Rotten Tomatoes, stupid people. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Letterbox, 3.3 out of 5. That even seems low. Um, but there you have it. That yeah, law-abiding citizen. Law-abiding citizen. It must have been a good movie. We've been talking about it for almost an hour. So Yeah. But uh, most as long as the movie. Before we close <laughs> up, uh, uh, did you guys check out what happened at UFC 285 this past weekend? Yes. No idea. Apparently, Jake Gyllenhaal went through the motions of going through a weigh-in and then filming a fight for his upcoming movie Roadhouse. So they filmed this the the fight scene at the event. Because he's a former UFC fighter compared to Patrick Swayze's, which was a what a kickboxer or whatever. Like but um, but yeah, it made, made a lot of headlines this weekend. Right, it looked like a real fight, and uh, you know it also stars um, Conor McGregor. So looks interesting. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So. Roadhouse. Yeah, uh, coming next week, we'll be covering 2007's Hatchet, going down to the uh, bayou of Louisiana to go see Victor Crowley. All right. Well, with that, the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram and at the Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to your podcast. Be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at themoviebar at outlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Bye. 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 Damn.